You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. Do you guys like fried rice? We're going to be talking a little bit about that, as well as another little quick tip for an appetizer for game night. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning, don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking, fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Welcome back to this episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And folks, we have, I've, I've got a great cook for you. I think you guys will really enjoy it, but I want to share a couple of things with you. It, you know, I know I've told you guys how crazy the past few weeks have, have kind of gotten it settled down a little bit last week, but kind of got crazy again yeah, but it's uh, <laughs> oh man, I, I think the the weather is kind of the saving grace with everything that's been going on. It's been beautiful weather, absolutely gorgeous, uh, it, which has allowed us to be outside quite a bit. Not only working out in the shop, but uh, firing up the grill, doing some cooking. Not worried about getting the house all hot, and uh, it it's really been nice. But when I was thinking about what to talk about this week as far as the podcast is concerned, and I, I was actually thinking about an event, and, and this will probably be Wednesday's episode, an event that took place with my dad. It just so happens I got a phone call from my brother saying that uh, he and his son had just taken our dad to the emergency room. And... It, you know how old folks get, <laughs> and I'm the same way, I guess. But you know, you get hurt, something happens, and you, uh, you know, you just try to tough it out. You don't say anything. Well, uh, about a month ago, my dad took a slip and fell, and and uh, scratched up his leg pretty bad on some old wooden steps. And a couple of weeks go by. You know, brother goes up and visits, and and it's it's gotten bad. It's in fact it has gotten infected. Well, my nephew Joe's son is a PA physician assistant, so uh, he prescribed some antibiotics. But my dad never went and took them. Never never fulfilled it. Never did anything with it. And so a couple of weeks go by, and they go back up there, and it it's a, he's it, he's in pretty bad shape. So he he's. Uh, he's laid up right now. Hopefully they'll uh, get him in, get him all the antibiotics in him and got him on some painkillers and all that. So get him, get him fixed up and he's still kicking, just not quite as high. So, (laughs) oh man, but uh, it's a good lesson for me. A reminder for me, you know, that uh, to know my limitations and also, you know, just don't let things get out of hand. Don't let things get out of hand. So take care of it before it does, I guess, really, is, is the idea. 
So, so we've we've had that going on again. There, there's you know several things with work, and uh, it it definitely has been busy. But I decided I was gonna make some fried rice, and my dad actually has an amazing recipe for fried rice, but I couldn't find it. And one of the things that I know is a little different than what we normally do is I know he adds pineapple to his fried rice, which really sends it over the top. We generally don't add the pineapple, but it, it it's it's really good. I love what he does with with fried rice. And so we got some chicken breasts, and, and we we're gonna make a chicken fried rice. And I got to thinking about a podcast we did back in the spring when a friend of mine uh, had had gone out and uh, was able to harvest wild turkey, and we did a cook with the wild turkey breast. And, and I was like, man, that that would be an amazing cook for little appetizers, little little finger foods with the chicken breast for a game day. And so I thought, man, Monday, Monday night football, right? You, you folks listen to the podcast Monday, you're thinking, man, what, what are we going to have for the game tonight? What's something we could make, cook up that's easy? It's simple. You can do it on the grill. You can do it on the, on the flat top, the griddle, or you can do it in the oven. It, it'll work however you want to cook it, it. It'll work. And basically, you just slice up your chicken breast into, uh, you know, about two bite size pieces. Uh, so, you know, it'd take you about two bites to eat it, in essence. And, you know, us hit it with some duck fat spray and then season it with slap your mama's Cajun seasoning. It gets a little bit of heat. Wrap it up in bacon. And, and another little tip or trick that we really like to do, and it, it worked so well with the turkey breast, and it works really well with the chicken too, is add a little bit of blueberries, a couple of dried, get some dried blueberries, and put that underneath the, the bacon when you wrap the chicken breast, the little chicken tenders that you're wrapping up. And, you know, again, hit it with a little bit more of that slap your mama seasoning. And bake it in the oven until that chicken breast hits 160 degrees internal temp. And you can put a probe in just one of them. Uh, if you've got something like the Meter Plus or the Flame Boss uh, Wi-Fi thermometer, or if you're out on the grill and you, you know, you've got a meat probe, you can stick in the meat out there and bring that up to 160 degrees. Uh, this is a hot and fast cook, so I would say anywhere about 375 to 400 degrees because you really want to get that bacon done, right? You want that bacon to get nice and done. 400 degrees is probably the better temp for that. It won't take long because you've you've cut the chicken up pretty small. And so you're looking at a 20 to 30 minutes probably max, maybe not even that long to get that chicken up to, you know, it maybe, maybe 35 minutes. But anyway, the, the most important thing is get that chicken breast up to 160 degrees internal temp. And, and there, and then just, just serve them, right? You can use a toothpick to hold the bacon in and you can, people can just grab the toothpick and, and, uh, and bite into that, that juicy, tender chicken breast with the let that sweet little bit of blueberry and the heat from the slap your mama Cajun seasoning. Uh, and that, you know, obviously the bacon makes it awesome and the, and the duck fat, <laughs> Uh, and they're just they just make for some really good uh, football food, right? Or game day 
food, Monday night football, whatever it is. It, it's, they, they really work well for that. Uh, and, and, and with that, uh, another thing got me thinking about that is I, I had a little bit of feedback from last week, people talking about the chicken episode that we did and, and really trying it and all the variations that they were doing and they were really loving it. And, and some are like, yeah, we, Hey, we actually, we do this all the time, uh, but we're going to mix it up, you know, with, uh, with some of the things that we talked about on the podcast and give a few different flavor profiles, which is awesome. I love it when you guys are experimenting like that and, and trying some of the ideas that we throw out there to you. And when you let us know, all right, how, how the, all that is going. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go through all of the emails yet because things got a little bit crazy and busy with, with my dad and everything else that's been going on. Uh, but I'll get to it. We'll, we'll do that. I, I noticed there was uh, some feedbacks. We should have a update on the uh, the meter block um, and see, we'll see um, it, it you know we'll see if there's getting some progress made with that Sean down in Texas ha- has emailed um, and so kind of kind of went through it a little bit but I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it a little bit closer before really talk and dive into uh, some of the responses that he's had from meter but it sounds pretty positive so we'll see what happens with that because they've even had another sale going on with the meter block where you buy the meter block and get a meter plus free, man, if they could get that to work, it'd be awesome. It really would. Uh, just getting it to be accessible is, is kind of an issue. And, uh, so hope, hopefully they, they'll, they'll get that ironed out. Uh, Sean's one of the ones that, uh, does some of the, the things we talked about with chicken breast and, uh, which is awesome. And, and some others as well, like I said, so, again, thank you guys for writing in and telling us about some of the cooks that you guys have going on. It, it, you know, chicken is one of those things where, you know, whether you do it whole, whether you do quarters, bone in, skin on, boneless, skinless, however you want to do it, you know, it, it, as long as you keep up, and I guess it's the way with most things, as long as you keep up with the temperature, the internal temp of the meat, you can have some amazing results, and, and, and it's so versatile. Uh, I know we've in times past we've talked about it, and we're going to again, especially as fall really begins to kick in gear and you know people get the cold-weather food in mind. I know we did a, a chilly episode a few Wednesdays, but just kind of a story, one of those My Story episodes uh, about chili. But we'll, we'll do some more chili uh, recipe episodes coming up. We'll also talk about jambalaya, uh, some etouffee, uh, some Cajun foods, right? I mean, people think about that, especially as it starts getting colder. We've got some soups, some chowders uh, that I want to uh, also share with you guys coming up. What are some of your winter or cold weather foods that you guys like? You know, something that you generally don't eat throughout the summer. Uh, you know, again, mo- you know, we eat chili year round, but some folks think a chili is one of those things. But uh, is, is there something that you guys do, whether it's a stew, uh, some type of soup that you guys like? Uh, again, we've got several things coming down the pipe that we've got planned that uh, we're going to experiment with some old recipes that we're going to be cooking again. Uh, and 
you know, we'll we'll get into all that. We'll we'll talk about that as uh, as the fall goes on and cold weather comes about. Also, remember this weekend, Saturday is the World Championship Squirrel Cookoff down in Benville, Arkansas. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I, I'm gonna drop a hint here, and I will I, I'll let you know that the cook that my buddy is doing involves duck fat and acorn squash. You got to have acorn. I mean, it's a squirrel cook-off. I mean, what you think of squirrels, you think of acorns, right? And so, uh, yeah, yeah. So just, just, just a little hint, something he's got going on. But, man, after Saturday, so next week, as <clears throat> long as I don't forget, <laughs> see how busy and crazy it gets, I will be sharing with you the cook that he did and, and the results and uh, see how he does. See how he does. Man, I, I'm really excited for him and that cook, and, and hopefully that's all going to go well. We'll see. We'll see. The World Championship Squirrel Cook-Off down Bentonville, Arkansas. Man, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be exciting. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, you know, folks, you know, they don't think of squirrel as one of the, th- the first things they would eat. I talked to my buddy Walter up in New York, and he's <laughs> It's like, uh, why would you eat, uh, you know, something from the city park? <laughs> like, no, no, man, this, this, these are wild creatures out in the woods, man. You going hunting, right? I mean, people down here in the Midwest, you know, in the South, we get squirrel dogs, you know. I mean, there's a whole deal i mean there's a season specific for squirrels i mean there's that's yeah it's awesome and i mean gray squirrels are better than red squirrels i mean there's a whole thing about it right that that uh, a lot of folks don't know i get it some folks don't want to know there's some things that i don't want to eat i i understand but man squirrel mm, squirrel and rabbit i i love i love them both i i really do i, I think they're awesome so uh so definitely one of those things that uh <laughs> oh man, I, th- I think everybody ought to try at least once. Definitely, no doubt about it. Kickashbasket.com. Chris Peltz here with the Blind Grilling Experience talking about the Kick Ash Basket and Kick Ash Can. What I use in my grills, anytime I'm going to be firing up charcoal, I make sure I've got the Kick Ash Basket and Can in my grill. It helps not only with airflow, but easy cleanup. I can just shake that ash, light that fire, and I am good to go. They got lots of other accessories on their website over at kickashbasket.com that you can check out uh, from the JJ George Grill Torch to rubs and seasonings to great lifters and all kinds of things. Some absolutely phenomenal heat resistant gloves. They've got some gloves you can use for, uh, you know, you know messing around with charcoal so your hands don't get all grimy and and, and nasty and dirty with the charcoal. Uh, you know, if that's something that you want to protect yourself from, go over to kickashbasket.com and tell them Blind Grillin' sent you. All right, folks, let's get into our, our cook of the week. And this is, again, one of those cooks that we're going to drop a a little bit of tips and tricks for you. Uh, And this is really for any type of Chinese food, I would say. 
when it comes to stir fry, when it comes to uh, fried rice especially. Um, and really it's going to begin by cooking your rice a day or two in advance, putting it in the fridge after it's cooked and letting it dry, right? And, you know, you would be amazed at the difference that that makes. And that's something that they do with purpose, uh, you know, at, at Chinese restaurants and other places, because they understand just how well that rice absorbs the flavors. And it, it, you know, you can cook your rice the same day. You can, you know, uh, you do a five-minute rice, do whatever it is that you want to do. You know, get your rice cooked, and, and you can make, you know, using white rice, use it and make fried rice the same day. That You can do that. That's fine. And every, every once in a while, things are busy, crazy, and we're like, hey, let's just do some fried rice, and, you know, that's that's what we do. But when we can plan it, when we can, you know, really know and, and plan ahead, we will cook the rice a day or two in advance and stick it in the refrigerator. And, 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 and yeah, let it basically dry out in a sense. But it doesn't go bad. But when you put it in the wok or a skillet, whatever it is you're using, um, and you get all those flavors melting together and that rice absorbing all of those flavors, I'm going to tell you, it's awesome. It is. It makes a world. There's a huge difference between uh, when you do and when you don't cook that rice a day or two ahead of time. So that would be my tip for you. If you really like fried rice or you like even even stir fry or different things that you want to have some type of sauce you're going to pour over your rice, use rice that's been cooked a day or two in advance. You will not be sorry. Sometimes you can find parboiled ice, uh, ice rice, um, and, and that's good with other things, you know, depending on how much you do something like a jambalaya or... Uh, you know, etouffee or something like that with some of the Cajun dishes. But uh, but with I don't think I've used a parboil uh, with with some of the Chinese food that we make and certainly not with the fried rice. Um, but I imagine you could use it with no problem. But you, you'll get a package. You know, if we're talking something easy again, we do this on the grill. Believe it or not, they actually make a, a wok that is made for the big green egg that fits perfectly on the big green egg, especially if you have the expander basket that sets down in the egg, the wok sets down, the, the handles of the expander basket kind of hold the, the wok perfectly in the egg. You're cooking with the dome open. You know, you're not worried about any type of temperature control or anything. You just get a fire, you get it roaring and you know, you can, Close the bottom vent or leave it open. There, you know, there's a little bit of debate on that, uh, but you're pretty much just letting, you know, just don't fill your 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 kickash basket full of charcoal. You know, don't use as much charcoal because you don't need that much, and you don't want the fire to get out of control. Because if you if you're not careful with this, especially out on the grill, you can get those flames coming up over the side of the wok, and it is a really fast cook when you you know as hot as it is and when you're doing things in the wok 
And and it's pretty intimidating. I was intimidated by it the the first several times that I did this because it is so hot, because it is so fast. The, it, it took some practice. It really did take some practice out on the grill to to get it, you know, where I was comfortable doing it. And to be honest with you, I'm I'm not necessarily just completely comfortable with it now, even though I'll do it. It's still one of those things that it just goes so fast. Uh, but usually what we will do is we'll get some bacon cooked up, get some bacon grease going down in there. And and this is a little different than traditional fried rice. Uh, but, you know, this, you know, this is redneck fried rice, I guess you could say. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get some bacon fried up, get a little bit of that bacon grease going uh, in that walk. And it will, will then, uh, throw, cut up some chicken breast and we'll put that chicken breast in there and let it start to cook as well. After we, we cut it up into little bite-sized pieces uh, and we'll get that chicken breast going in that bacon grease. And then we'll, uh, you know, once that starts to, I would, I would say firm up, you know, it's it's browning a little bit, and sometimes that's hard to tell, but it, basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to brown that chicken uh, a little bit and get it mostly cooked through. And then we'll take and we'll add some uh, stir-fry vegetables, usually frozen, which is fine. Throw some uh, frozen stir-fry vegetables uh, in uh, in the wok and, and let those start heating and, and coming up to temp and and starting to get tender. That chicken is continuing to cook. And then we're going to uh, add a little bit of soy sauce. You know, you can do oyster, uh, you can do oyster sauce. You can do a little bit of, I like Worcestershire myself, you know, probably equal parts of soy and Worcestershire and, uh, and add that to your wok and then uh, dump in your rice and, and let that rice start to absorb all those flavors that you've got going on from the bacon grease to the soy sauce, the Worcestershire. Now, this is where my dad would throw in uh, a, a, a can of pineapples. But, uh, again, one of those things that uh, I usually forget about it. So I love when I get to go back and visit my dad, and he's making fried rice because, man, he, his recipe is awesome. Uh, and, uh, in, in fact, I think there is a... Uh, there's a VFW uh, up where he lives that has uh, Big Joe's fried rice on their uh, on their menu because uh, they they loved it so much that they, they cook it up there uh, for folks. So uh, it's just one of those things that it's just really good it's, and it's a little bit different, but it it's it's quick, it's fast. You can do it in the skillet. On the stovetop, you know, if you have a wok that fits on your stovetop, we actually, we've got a gas stovetop. And when the, the burner grates come off and, and the top cover of the burner comes off, we have a cast iron wok that sets perfectly over the burner. And it, it just really does a good job of distributing, um, you know, that, that heat. The wok for the egg is like a carbon steel uh, a hammered carbon steel wok that we use in the big green egg. Uh, but when we're inside, we use a cast iron wok uh, that um, it's probably by Lodge. I don't remember the exact brand, but we're big into 
the lodge cast iron, um, you know, I want to say ecosystem, like it's a smart speaker or something, you know, like, like Apple or Google or something. But, uh, but we're, we're, uh, pretty well invested in lodge cast iron for sure. And, and have a lot of uh, skillets and Dutch ovens and woks and all that stuff. And we use it, we use it constantly. Uh, so that, but that's one of the things that we cook with it is, is, is that fried rice, you know, and something else you can do with chicken breast, uh, that is just uh, fast, easy and, and amazing. And after all, it's got bacon in it. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. Right. Uh, you know, you can just use the frozen vegetables, uh, like stir fry vegetables and, and the rice, which, you know, if you're able to prepare there to a, a head, uh, you know, even better. If not, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but I, I think you guys would like it. And again, if you guys do some of these cooks out on the grill, I would love to hear from you guys. Like we said earlier, what are some of your winter foods that you guys love? Or maybe you want us to talk about on the podcast, some things that you like uh, or would like to know how to cook that you think of as one of those winter type foods. And uh, hey, if we if we do it, we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, we do have some things planned and lined up for that. Uh, but also, you know what, uh, you know what are some other cooks that you guys have been doing? Let us know about it. We love hearing from you guys. The email address is info at blindgrilling.com. Info at blindgrilling.com is our email address. Shoot us an email and let us know. Uh, and also, I'd love to know what some of the other podcasts you guys have been listening to. As I mentioned, I actually recorded, I was uh, going to be a guest on a podcast, Food Tips and, oh, man, I had it. I had it before I came on and I forgot again. Oh, man. But when it comes out, I'll be definitely dropping some links. Uh, the, the basics and beyond food tips, basics and beyond. That's what it is. JJ Jackson, food tips, basic and basics and beyond. Uh, and I've listened to his, his podcast and it's pretty cool. I like it. I, I like it a lot. You know, he, he's an old radio guy. And, and so some of the editing that he does, I'm so jealous, so, so jealous of these folks who can do all this editing and, and take care of, uh, you know, making things sound good. You know, I, I hit record and go, and maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe that's part of my problem. And, uh, you know, but we're growing. We're growing. You guys are sharing out the podcast. I really do appreciate that as well. Uh, so things have really been trucking along with that, which is awesome. Um, and we'll we'll continue to spread the word, continue to talk about some of the cooks and things that we're doing. And, uh, and, and answering a lot of emails, you know, again, uh, been hearing back. A lot of new listeners giving us thumbs up and uh, really appreciate that. Go to the Facebook group, Blind Grilling Experience. And I also have a question for you guys because I I always hear folks asking about hobbies. And listen, I, I need another hobby like I need a hole in the head. I've got so many hobbies, so many things that I do. But I, I was I was thinking about either doing... You know, changing up, maybe, you know, coming up uh, the the end of this year or maybe for next season, uh, talking about on Fridays, a do, you know, a day of hobbies. Or 
I might just start another podcast altogether. I'll keep up with the blind grilling experience. That'll that'll that's going to keep going. But maybe maybe start a new podcast altogether, another feed altogether, just about hobbies that blind and visually impaired folks are involved in. Because I sat down and within just a few minutes, I had over fifty various hobbies that people are involved in. Now, some of them are sporting things, you know, um, some things that you might not think of for those who are blind or visually impaired, but there are folks that are doing it, things that I'm doing or have done. Uh, you know, all of these are something that I know someone who's blind or visually impaired, uh, either I've done it or I know someone who is doing them, uh, you know, now. And some of them are simple, some of them are complicated, some of them require sighted assistance, some of them don't. But still, they're hobbies that people are doing or involved in and loving and having fun. And I hear folks talk about this all the time and ask questions, you know, what are hobbies that we can do and get involved in? And I know there are certain limitations sometimes when it comes to cost and, and all that, but... Uh, but I just didn't know if, if folks would, you know, when we did the woodworking, you know, I had a little bit of kickback from folks that didn't, didn't care for the woodworking aspect of things on, on the Friday episodes. Uh, but, uh, you know, others were like, oh, it's all good. Just don't listen to Fridays. But, you know, so I'd love to hear from you guys if, if you would listen to a separate podcast altogether or if you would like for just to, you know, maybe go from blind grilling experience to just blind experience. And, uh, and do, you know, cooking, grilling, and all that on Mondays and hobbies on Fridays or vice versa. And, uh, you know, let me know. Let me know what you think. Info at blindgrilling.com. Something I've been thinking about doing. And so uh, really want to get your feedback because I don't want to lose any of y'all listeners. Um, definitely want to keep growing this channel. And I know it's pretty much focused on food and, and things, but you know, if, uh, you know, if you guys are interested in that, whether or not it's on this feed or another feed altogether, I really want to hear back from you, from you guys. Again, check out the YouTube channel, Blind Grilling, and also the Facebook group, Blind Grilling Experience. Friends and family All right, that's it for today's episode. Remember, stay tuned for next week when we'll be talking about how everything went at the World Championships World Cookoff down in Arkansas. Man, I'm excited. I am excited. Until next time, folks, remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.